Maximum firepower. Welcome to the Brace for Impact podcast, where we tell you how to be better at Star Wars Armada. Today we're going to analyze our last battle report, review some weapons team's cards, and go over upcoming card changes. So, I guess to get us started, we played a game last weekend, uh, which is up on our YouTube channel. Um, we called it Liberty on Ice versus Suicide Squad, and uh, what did you think of that game? I mean, I think that game went went pretty well for me. I was playing the, um, the Suicide Squad list, which is uh, Thrawn MSU. Uh, I've, I've run lists similar to this before, um, but I would have like two to three small ships and have a bunch of like, like a whole setup of rogues that would come in. But um, like since they were rogues, they weren't, I didn't really have any like squadron dials on Thrawn, which is fine, but Thrawn like only benefits ships. Unless yeah. you have like some kind of squadron uh, command dial in the pocket, which is not what I use them for. Um, so, so, so for this one, I was like, "All right, let me just max out on small ships, make them all really good, use Thrawn's concentrate fire dial, just just load them all up with three of them, and and try to smash." And I think that's what I did with this game. I think that you did smash. I'm gonna point out now that. Technically, Liberty on Ice won the game on points by like 30, I think. Yes. We'll, we'll go over what Liberty on Ice was. Like, what, what was the plan for it and what did it do? Well, so that's, that's kind of why I was mentioning this at the beginning, because while it technically won on points... Uh, without the objective tokens, it would have lost by 30. So, which is still like a tie, which is not a huge amount, right? Yeah, it's like a, um, a six-five, and it's yeah, it's not a huge, it's not a huge swing either way. But what what Liberty on Ice is supposed to be is you know an MC80 Liberty class. Uh, with Maidine and Engine Techs, essentially. And I also brought a Salvation Nebulon, an MC-30, and a Gazanti, or not a Gazanti, a GR-75, and some small squadrons. But it, but it, essentially the idea behind combining the Liberty and Maidine, along with a couple of other uh, ships that can go fast, is... Mm -hmm to take advantage of the fact that mating gives you an extra yaw beyond just the normal nav extra yaw that you get. So something like a Liberty at speed 3 normally only can have one click and then one other click, right? Yeah. Now Maidine doubles that maneuverability to the point where you can, you know, basically make this large base ship skate around the board um, combined with engine text to make it, you know, hook around and behind the ships text, right yeah speed forward with engine text and, and it can kind of like 
get behind things. That's the idea is like you loop around and get behind things and start blasting stuff from an angle that it can't really deal with, right? Yeah. Um, that was one of the issues I had with the game. I think around like turn four, it was just like out of position. I had to turn everything completely around because it went so damn fast. When yeah, so in yeah, on turn four, I decided to t to cut my losses and get out, and there was no chance for you to bring down the liberty at that point because it's just it decides it's gone and it's gone. The problem I had was, I think that. Again, I think the most of my failure was in deployment. Um, knowing that my list wants to be maneuverable, lining up across the board from a bunch of side arc red dice ships, you know, like you just stacked five nasty small bases together and mm -hmm. I just lined up next to you thinking, oh, you know, let him brawl me. And I... I Laying down my ships, I was like, this could be a slugfest, but I feel like my guns should come out on top. I have Salvation with its side protected by a Liberty. I have a Liberty with double turbo laser upgrades and HIEs. I have an MC-30 with OE. Like, I felt good-ish about it. Mm -hmm. um, but it it was another situation where I don't think the list lived up to its potential. You know, like when an MC-80 Star Cruiser only shoots with blue dice one time in a game, not ideal, right? Yeah. When um, an MC-30 goes in and trades for no ships and dies, not ideal, right? Yeah. When... Yeah, so <clears throat> the only reason I won is that my GR-75 was able to go around the board collecting tokens from Dangerous Territory for free, essentially. Yeah, because that was just something that I had to concede. I was like, it's just going to get the tokens, and I just have to see if I can do enough damage to where that doesn't matter. And it That was mattering. your plan. Yeah. Obviously, you could have placed one of your Architons or one of your Raiders over to deal with it and kill it. Um, however, it would have had negative repercussions for the rest of the fight. You wouldn't have had those guns involved. Um, but I think that there were, there were a few things that really swung the game in your direction from what I was hoping to have happen, which was the positioning of the raiders blocking the mc-80 and requiring it to spend a whole turn basically just deleting a raider which is nice to delete a raider but then instead of slowing down and trying to keep as many of those ships in my front arc as possible i just cruised past the raider then the architons moved out of arc and that was the moment when I looked around and I realized, even with Maydine, it's turn four. I can't 180 this ship. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the only way I could have and what I should have done, I should have done from the beginning, was slow down. Slow down the Liberty, get as many front arcs. There was literally five ships in my front arc. And just, like, let it rip at speed one. 
but I wanted to do, to to use my commander. So it was incentivizing me to go at a higher speed to take advantage of being able to move around like that. But I actually never really took advantage of the commander of my fleet. Like I literally would have been better off with like like an Akbar because at least I'm getting something out of it, right? I would have been better off with like a Dodonna because at least I'm getting something out of it. But the list was built to do Medine and and I didn't really take advantage of the maneuverability. And, and part of that was deployment. Part of that, I think, was the objective choice, which I probably wouldn't use Dangerous Territory again with this list. But the idea of Dangerous Territory makes sense with a mating list. It just didn't... Because then you don't have to way. worry about landing on the obstacle and taking damage. And Yeah, for sure. You just deployed in a ball and I didn't know how to deal with it. And you've been doing it recently, every single time. It's very. I feel like it's much stronger than spreading everything out, for sure. Especially with small ships. Because then your your MC eighties there. I just load them all in the front arc, and yeah, it's, it's very powerful. Yeah, yeah. I was happy with salvation actually. Um, salvation ended wanted... up doing a lot more damage than I was expecting it to. It would it would shoot me like two times through an obstructed station and still do like five damage. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah. I... It's it was fun enough that I'm going to um, continue to mess around with salvation in future lists, and you know I'll bring the liberty out again too. Um, I also think you had a problem with salvation in that it was going too fast. Yeah, everything was going too fast, and then it ended up like range one of one of my readers and eight shit. Yeah, eight shit. Yeah, salvation should have gone slower, and I have some thoughts on how to do that, which is basically like turn one nav bank a nav token and then uh save it to slow down to speed one once i'm in red range mm -hmm. um and then just like concentrate fire concentrate fire concentrate fire after that yeah um but i was again mating was making me overvalue the navigate command in a situation deployment wise this situation called for concentrate fire dials because there was nowhere to go we were basically you the way you deployed was basically like we're gonna point our guns at each other and we're gonna drive them into each other and we're gonna shoot each other there's not really gonna be much dancing in this game you know it was and and the, my commander and my command dials did not reflect the reality of the situation in front of me mm -hmm. so i didn't slow down which meant i got into close range of course you have a gladiator and raiders which want to be in close range yeah so all of those things kind of compounded to what felt like your ships punching above their weight for the entire fight and be making up for it with a lone gr75 off in the wings collecting a token yeah. <laughs> which it did hilariously that gr75 that's yeah, 25 it... points collected 45 and then my salvation got the 60 points on the station for for a win that, that um, made me so annoyed when I, I just kept seeing that gr75 like cruising along just like oh i'll take this one i'll take this one it's like it's just at the grocery store just picking up everything and i'm like okay i yeah can't do anything about it but i wonder if we played again on dangerous territory if you would deploy the exact same way and let me win the exact same way with the gr75 collecting tokens around the board i would <laughs> I, I i would i would deploy like if we did uh, the same board, the same setup. I would not go after the GR75 again. Um, yeah. 
specifically because it can Medine too. And it can Medine with Scatter and Evade. So yep. if I come after it and, and I like... Because I've got a Corvus on one of my Raiders. I could have just lined it up right there um, next to the GR-75 and started going after it. But it's got like black dye, some blues, but it doesn't always guarantee that you're going to get the accuracy when you need it. And yeah. I don't have blue rerolls. So you could just maybe get hit once for a couple damage and then just sloop Nadine away. And then now I've got a ship out of position. But that ship could also have potentially collected a couple of tokens. Which yeah, would have the, the problem with tokens game. in this is my ships don't have the benefit of not taking face-up cards <laughs> from the asteroids. Right. And all right. of my ships are small. They don't have like even the engineering capability of removing that crit card. So if I get a crit that says you can't attack obstructed targets, I'm fucked because all my ships are together. Yep. So they're all overlapping. They all need to be healthy, especially yeah. if I get if I got if I landed on the asteroid with that raider and I got a fucking crit on one of the weakest ships in the game, I I might have conceded. Yeah. Like if I accidentally landed it on the asteroid and it said you can only attack once per turn, that would have been it for me. I think that beyond the list itself, which I think is really strong and surprisingly okay against squadrons, considering you don't have any squadrons, uh, your ability to uh, maneuver is your strongest strength in this game like your ships just always seem to be in a good position to not get shot with my scariest guns like the raiders blocking the mc80 the raiders blocking the mc30 from getting away um just a, a bunch of small things like that like you're able to say this is where my ship goes and it comes down to like thrawn basically allowing you to play navs every single turn yeah yeah, Thrawn allows me to put navs every single turn. With the Raiders, I specifically made sure that I open up with a nav, bank the token, have them be at speed 2. Now it basically says the speed of this Raider is a mystery. It can go speed 1 or speed 4. Yep. Which means I can put or it anywhere three. on the board in, in front of its range band. It's just right. deciding where I want it to be. Right, which is very strong for a fast ship like that. And the well, the actual plan was to have one raider go at the MC80 and then hit it first, but it's already going speed four, and then it just gets behind you, and then the raider's basically out of the game. But then it's done. Then it's done its job. It's done external racks. It's rolled seven damage to your front, and then right after that one leaves, the last ship I activate will be the second raider. And then it does right. the same thing. It, it rolls external racks, and then it just goes speed four behind the MC-80. And then demo comes in. And then at that point, whatever ship it is, it's fucking dead. Obviously, right. that never happened in this game. It was kind of the plan, but the situation didn't really allow for that. But I think having that in mind is, is a pretty strong strategy, especially because Raiders can't take a hit for anything. So my whole idea was just to do one for one turn, one for another turn, and then attack with the rest of my ships and, and hopefully kill what I needed to kill. But I, I had to change because once you move the MC-30 into range, I think it was like around round two or three, you rolled it right there where it was became, becoming a real fucking bad situation. So I had to uh, take the Darth Vader Raider and yeah. 
and have it get rid of admonition so I had a chance of killing it. Because then you you would have just started Fall brawling on. with brawling with or flown away or just brawl my architons, which can't handle that kind of firepower because they don't have brace tokens. Yeah, the, 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 we played two games that day. That like the MC30, I just I don't know if I don't know how to fly it or what, but like feels like should be something scary and ends up being something that dies um, or doesn't do anything. So I need yeah. to continue to work on. Honestly, I need to work on flying my ships better because um, I think I'm like my plan is generally okay, but my ship flying is bad mm-hmm. in most situations. And I think that like if you're taking the the MC30 and and you don't have first, yes, that's a hard call. That's no, why like you need a heavy bid for first for that kind of ship because it can either do the worst or, kind of damage or have more activations yeah i think the person just... who has first right like but, but you had if... five activations i mean that's but you had five activations yeah i mean but i had a msu list you didn't right. really have an msu list and you still had five activations yeah i think like, against the five other activations lists, you got a good chance but yeah it was just like if i have more activations than first player at least i can let the mc30 go last yeah, but also the problem with being second and planning for an MC-30 to attack and not having first is I have the impetus of, all right, whatever ship is in danger the most, I activate, I activate that and run away with it. Right. Right. Whether it's like whatever ship is the only ship at close range or whatever ship has the double arc, I always get to choose. Yes, that's true. Anything else you want to add about um, Liberty on Ice versus the Suicide Squad? Feels bad losing to those fucking objective tokens. Ugh. Feels feels bad only winning because of objective tokens. Also, I was I was wishing I I could kill the Liberty. I thought Demo was in a good position, and I didn't think that the MC MC80 could I, like get out of that position. But then you just like did, did you just think that? Like you had more, cause like I just thought that I had you blocked. Okay, that's what I, I just I because you had didn't demo activate right. it first, because the, the, at the beginning of turn I believe four, mm-hmm. Architons is to the demos front. Yeah, Raider is also to the demos or to the um sorry the MC 80s front. Demo is behind the MC eighty. Like you have me surrounded in all three directions. Yep. Right. And then I believe that's the turn where you, you Salvation dies from the Raider, and then the Raider moves in front of the MC-80. But essentially there's a situation here at the top of that turn, four. You could have activated Demo. Mm-hmm. You could have activated the Architons. You could have activated the Raider. And you chose to activate the Architons, which shot at my front and then moved out of my arc, which essentially meant that I now could activate the Liberty and leave mm-hmm. the reason i did if that you... is because uh-huh. if you were able to kill that architons you would have gotten 100 points and i would have lost the game that's just right. it and there, there would have think... been no recourse for me at all because that's, that's think... the ship that has thrawn that it, it just has too many points invested in it that was my flagship ship right. and i still had a dial on thrawn to use 
So, so if I you didn't yeah, if think I can't that, that the Gladiator could kill the MC-80. I knew it couldn't. I knew that you had double brace, double redirect. It just but no. Well, no, it had no. Re it had. It's just redirect brace brace. But oh yeah, yeah. But um, it had. I had no shields on the rear. It was just, I think, seven hull. Even with the um, just bracing, I don't think I would have done enough damage. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have. Because well, you definitely didn't do enough damage with the Architons, which meant the Liberty got away. But it meant your Architons lived. Yeah, and it, which is what it, I was trying to do. I mean, considering in my brain that I would have preferred you to activate Demo first, I think that does mean it probably would not have killed the MC-80. Well, because Demo has four black die, yep. and then two in the front with two reds. So yeah, if I so, do the maximum amount of damage, which is nine, it's... Wait, uh, yeah, nine with the side. Nine with the side, which is uh, double damage on every die plus APT. Yep. You brace to four. To five. And then five. take one face up, which could do anything. Right. Let's say that it doesn't do anything crazy. And it's but just the maximum five damage, amount right? of damage I, I can do is five. Yeah. Redirect, whatever you want. Take, you take two on And then I take a, a crit and two hits. Yeah. A crit so and then two I have hits. four health left, and you roll two black, two red. Yes. It's close. Yeah, but it, then it I, probably but I have, it means determines that I lives. have to roll perfectly, and right. that doesn't always happen. Yeah, that's fair. So you took in that moment, you basically chose to stop the brawl. Yeah. And get a, get away with what you had left, hoping that it was more than I had left. It was Which, not. It was. It's just the sixty points that the fucking GR seventy five got were enough to push it over the edge for the uh, rebels but yeah like like right here when you move the first time and like my raider is is practically touching your your mc uh 80 yeah and then you engine text and then i'm like fuck i actually wish i hadn't yeah because if you look at the position pre-engine text i have two nice targets with my front arc that's right and even moving the Architons, you might have still been in front arc a little bit. By moving forward, now I have nothing in front arc. Yeah, because then I activate the Architons first, and then you have nothing to shoot at. But I was afraid of the Gladiator. So I tried to move forward more, but I still didn't get out of black range, so it did not actually help me at all. Yeah. And you didn't even decide to activate the Gladiator anyway. <laughs> so it just ended up being a bad move. Well, I think next. I still had, because I hadn't done any more damage to the MC-80. So the the probability of me killing it was still not good. Yeah, fair. I just kind of wished that entire fight that that was an MC-75. God, that's the real brawler, isn't it? But, like, it was set up from the beginning to be a brawler game from deployment, and I brought snipers to a brawl with salvation and liberty which is why it felt so dirty and you, and you ran them like brawlers yeah 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 i think i think that's a pretty cool game you want to go on to segment yeah, was, two yeah we'll talk about some cards so the first one we have is kaken and Cholin. yeah so we're talking about weapons teams for this so kaken and Cholin is a weapons team while attacking you may exhaust this card to reroll any number of dice of one color. Yeah, and, and um, we chose, uh, I think I chose for this uh, segment 
the prime weapon teams cards. These are all the the best of the best. These aren't the ones that like are only run in kind of like niche setups. These are the ones that you always want to take depending on what what your list is. These are the the best ones. So Kaken is cool because there's no limit to the number of dice that can be rolled, except for whatever you are rolling, right? Uh-huh. Um, you can decide any time during the while attacking step. So if I decide to concentrate fire and spend a token to re-roll, I can do that before or after Kaken and Sholin. Yeah. So if I roll, you know, maybe four reds and three blues, you know, Whichever side is worse, I can re-roll with Kaken and then spend my concentrate fire dial after reassessing which one, I, which color I want to spend it on after the fact. Yeah. Uh, the the trick with Kaken is there are different types of ships that want different things. So, would gunnery team have been better on my MC80 than Kaken? Probably, just because so many times during that game, actually almost every turn during that game, I wished I could have shot two ships out of my front arc. Mm-hmm. And rarely did I use Kaken. I believe once I used Kaken and Sholin, maybe twice. Um, yeah, because I, th- I think uh, Kaken and Sholin's value is reduced like the less amount of dice you're rolling. Like if you're rolling three die, you're probably going to get some kind of face on every die. Sure. But if you're rolling eight... I mean, you can you can re-roll. They're best, I think, with red dice because blues basically always get something. Mm-hmm. Blacks have a 75% chance of getting something. And reds have this like high variance where there's going to be a lot more blanks coming out, uh, a lot more just, you know, nonsense that you don't want. So, but that's hard because like, like, uh, so let me just give you the rundown. So like an MC30 probably wants ordnance experts because the benefit of re-rolling on both shots is so much greater, whereas Kaken only lets you re-roll one time per turn because it's an exhaust. Yeah. Right? Uh, ISD or an MC80 wants gunnery teams because it only has one arc that shoots. Well, ISDs can't run Kaken. Sure. Carriers don't want this. So no. they have flight controllers. But, like, there's one ship that comes to mind when I think of Kaken and Sholin, and it is the MC-75. For sure. Because it has, you know, the half-and-half half mix of red and blue dice or the half-and-half half mix of blue and black dice that the ability to let you pick which pool of dice color you want to re-roll sometimes is crazy good. Yeah. Especially, I think the red blue um, MC8 MC75 is like Kaken's best friend, whereas maybe the 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 ordnance version wants ordnance experts. And also, it it allows you to uh, choose different ion upgrades instead of having to pick leading shots, which you remove a die that has a hundred percent chance of having something on it to reroll, and you can just take HIEs. Yep. Or another kind of ion upgrade and still get rerolls. Right. So if we use an example as like an assault frigate with Akbar on it, people want to give it gunnery teams so it can shoot, you know, five dice at two targets out of the side arc. Mm-hmm. 
with Kaken, you can get, you know, slave turrets, intel officer, and then, you know, concentrate fire and get seven reds out of the side. But, you know, is that better than shooting at two targets, you know, out of the same arc? And sometimes it's, it's, a, it's a tricky decision to make between it and gunnery team. I would say it would have to de depend on how many ships you have. Like, if you've only got one ship or two ships, I would think that gunnery teams would be better. Yeah. I think it depends on how many strong arcs the ship that you're putting it on has. Mm -hmm. uh, so an MC-75 has a moderately strong side and front arc. You're happy if a ship is in any one of those three arcs, both sides of the front. It loves Kaken and Sholin because you can choose to use it on either arc and you don't really care as much about gunnery teams because you're trying to double arc your enemy. That's true. What about um, ships like the Starhawk? That's that's the, the most Starhawk could the... Starhawk would also like Kaken and Sholin, I believe. Over that, that's the teams. most similar to the MC seventy five, I think, is the Starhawk. Right. Meanwhile, a ship like an assault frigate or an ISD or a Liberty will prefer gunnery teams because it's amplifying the power of the only good arc that ship has and i believe that that is probably and and what's funny is i'm making this analysis and i did the wrong card based on my own analysis right now in the game we just played which yeah. is putting cake on a liberty but the reason i put cake on the liberty uh was because i was i was using hie instead of leading shots and i wanted some kind of reroll because i'm bad at rolling dice yeah. but i think that based on the analysis we're doing right now looking at a liberty deciding what to put on it gunnery teams being better than kaken should have meant i did not put hie and i put leading shots on that liberty instead yeah but you live and you learn because leading shots you can use on both shots so if you're gunnery teamsing you kind of you get two shots with the rerolls it's a lot more output yeah and with how many dice the mc80 has and all the, the shenanigans you had on it it could potentially do more damage than the hie would do with just yep. its one shot with, with Kaken. Yep. So gunnery teams we're talking about also here. Gunnery teams, you can attack from the same hull zone more than once per activation. The hull zone cannot target the same ship or squadron more than once during that activation. So you can't double tap the same ship from the same hull zone. You have to target two different things. So you could flak and shoot a target, or you could shoot two different ships, or you could target, uh, yeah, basically that. Right. Yeah, and it's important to note the interaction between gunnery team and advanced gunnery. Yeah. They do not overlap. Or actually they're they're detrimental to each other. Like if you have a ship that has gunnery teams on it, you can't put the uh, objective token that comes with advanced gunnery and are still able to shoot because it says that the the hull zone cannot target the same ship on gunnery teams, which cancels out the effect of advanced gunnery. Uh, Gunner Team's like one of the OG cards. Um, it's one of the best cards. It's so good. This is great on an ISD, Liberty, Assault Frigate. Anything that has one arc that it cares the most about beyond all others, it's letting you take advantage of the fact that that arc has 
a higher than normal percentage of the value of that card's points in one arc and doubling down on the amount of value you get out of those points. And it really increases the effectiveness of cards like like Spinal Armaments that adds a die to your pool because then True. you're rolling nine dice out of the front of an ISD twice, which is insane. Right, which is insane. The main problem with gunnery teams uh, is that it's expensive and you can really only use it if there's more than one target in your arc that you want to use gunnery teams with. So for most ships, it's the front, but for some, it's the side. This makes it basically a non-starter on smaller ships. Um, because gunnery teams is so expensive, you're getting diminishing value out of it the less guns that that ship has in the arc you want to shoot out of. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like some of the smaller ships, like that even have weapons teams is like there's not very many of them i think like right. the, like the mc30 can use a weapons team but then yeah because it takes ordinance yeah but don't put gunnery teams on it because then you've got black die how many times are you going to have multiple Q-arc. ships at close range yeah. in the same and, and that's that's the second thing to consider when building gunnery teams into your list is you want a ship with red dice to use gunnery teams you don't want to ship with only blues and blacks or only blacks like a gladiator or anything like that. Like the more reds you have, the more red bl- mixed with blue you have, like the more the you higher... want gunnery teams. Yeah. Right. Because you're increasing the area that multiple ships can be inside of, which means you're more, more often going to be using the card and getting your points worth out of it. It's probably one of the better cards in the whole game let alone weapons team slots, depending on what kind of list you're running. Yeah. Uh, you know what would be interesting is the not the Torpedo MC-30, but the Scout MC-30 with Akbar gunnery teams. It's how, many, got, how many dice does the MC-30 have? Well, it's two, I think it's two red, three black. Oh, it's got red dice. That's cool. The Scout one. Yeah, but then you get two more red with Akbar. Maybe you put Enhanced Armament, so you have five red, but now you're just a... You're basically just like building a assault frigate, uh, assault frigate. Yeah, uh, it's like, yeah. that can go at speed four though. <laughs> I mean, that might uh, be good. Like, yeah, don't make me fly MC30s again. Thanks, bye. Yeah. But I mean, like talking about gunnery teams does make me want to do like assault frigate shenanigans. I think assault frigates like, are really good. That's like um, wave two shit. You know, just like. Let's squad up with three assault frigates with Akbar gunnery teams and enhanced armament. Yeah. Um, and just chuck like, what? What even is that? How many dice is that? Hold on. It's an incredible amount of dice. Let's see. Ryan I Kingston. think the assault frigate is one of the most amazingly average ships in the game. It's uh, so good sure. at being average that I think it slept on a lot. And I think it could be made to be very good with a lot of the new upgrade cards. So for 90 out. points, you've got three, four, five, six, and then a concentrate fire will give it seven red dice uh, shot out twice for 90 points out of the side arc, which is not a small a side arc, by the way. It is a big side arc. Seven reds, you said? Uh, in, with your concentrate fire, yeah. That, oh my god, that's so much. 
Yeah, and then you put intel on them, and you say no brace or burn it. Can can the assault fleet take Kaken? Or well, or you would put gunnery teams on this? Yeah, you would put gunnery teams. I was yeah. gonna say that's an incredible amount of dice. Yeah, they can't get leading shots, which is sad. But so you just have trouble with rerolls. Yeah, I mean, but if, you, if you've got like three of these ships, then it's like, what do you do? Yeah, you're taking. Well, that was the whole basis. Twenty-one of dice the... to the face every turn. Yeah, this was the whole basis of the Akbar toilet bowl with three of these spinning in a circle around with their target. Like, you know, imagine just a like a, an arc of three of them, something in the middle of that arc. It's taking twenty-one dice. It's a lot of damage, right? Well, it's, no, it's seven really twice, good... seven twice, seven twice. It's actually like forty dice. <laughs> well, on two crazy. different targets. Right, right, right. Sure, but still crazy. I still think but, that's an incredibly good and efficient yeah. list. Yeah, I, I mean, in theory it is, but in the dynamics of play, all you have to do to stop it is put something in front of the first assault frigate. That's true. And then they all start crashing into each other. They start obstructing each other as they try to move around each other. It's like, yeah, if they're lined up, chugging down this, and you don't know what to do about it, you're going to get torn to hell. But players learn to just, oh, you just stick a Gazanti in front of an Assault Frigate and it can't actually do anything? Wow, crazy. Um, yeah, you got to have and, some and, way of like forcing the superior right. positions draw, and then yeah. you'll be in a good spot. Better squadrons and, you know other things like that have really kind of like taken that list out of fashion but i imagine that just one assault frigate with gunnery teams still very effective yeah i agree mixed into a more uh normal looking list so the next one we've got is uh local fire control this is a new one mm -hmm. this is one you know after you deploy you must replace a token a defense token with a salvo defense token very interesting list. Now, um, now, this is one of the cards, like how we were talking about gunnery teams. I feel like this is the opposite of gunnery teams. So gunnery so. teams, you want red dice ships. You don't really want to put this on like a Kuat because it's got three red, two blue, three black. Yeah. You don't really get a lot of effectiveness out of it. The kinds of ships you don't want gunnery teams on for that reason, put local fire control on it. Like what? Like a Kuat. I've, I've put this on Kuats. They'll roll uh, red, blue, black for local fire for their salvo attack. Yeah. And it really uh, gives them a lot of benefit. Yeah. I kind don't... of in a similar way of having multiple attacks from gunnery teams, but even more so. Like, let's say you're double arced from a ship. Well, now you roll six die at them. There you go. Take that. And now I've got first player, so I'll attack you again. And I think um, local fire control's best friend is linked turbolaser towers. Yeah, Would you they agree. Can, they they can be very effective together, but you have to have multiple red dice. I don't think linked turbolaser tower is good if you only have one red die in your salvo pool. I think you need to have two. Yeah, two or more. So things like an assault frigate, a starhawk, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Really like linked turbolaser tower. Yeah, and local fire control with also, with local fire control. Yeah, with local fire control. I think it's also good on ships that have two red dice. I think uh, that's in that's, the rear arc. In the rear, in the rear arc. Yeah, for their salvo attack. If you've got two red dice, consider putting local fire control because that 
absolutely slaps. You get, you, problem, get hit, you get plucked, and, and then you're like, all right, I'll roll two die at you every turn. The, the problem I see is, like, it's replacing a token, a defense token, with a salvo. And, like, there are few ships that I want to remove one of their defense tokens from for a salvo. Um, oh, gosh. Like, there's just so few of them. But the ability to put more attacks on your ship especially if you have a low amount of attacking ships, is incredible. I agree with this assessment, for sure. Especially if you have, like, um, Commander Agate, and you're just adding uh, tokens as well, especially Endeavor for the MC-80 that you ran. Adds a contain. What if you replace that with a local fire control? Wow, did you know the Onager can have two weapons teams? Yes. But are you replacing their single brace or their single redirect with a second? I'm not salvo? putting local. Well, I, they come natively with a salvo, so I'm not. Right, using so then you just go straight into Link Turbo Laser Towers on it, yes. and then you can give it gunnery and Kaken and Sholin. <laughs> yeah. Right. We can't give Kaken and Sholin on non dude. That's only rebels. Is it rebels only? I did not know that. Yes. How did you not know that? Because I only play rebels, so I don't think about those restrictions. But an onager with gunnery. I didn't. They can. You can put gunnery teams on these things. Why don't you fly this ship again? I don't think it's very good. I, I think the Onager is not a very good ship in, in its current form. But you can get double weapons teams. I don't think that's good. Look, Link Turbo Laser Towers, double red dice and a blue on Salvo. The detriment dude. of the ignition arc telegraphing what your plan is, and really only having a good, small, narrow front arc. I don't think it's very good. It's just, it's too easy to evade and avoid. Wait, the executor can do two red, a blue, and a black salvo. That's nuts. Yeah, but that's the um the sector fleet size, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. I'm not I'm not concerned with that. But that's still chunking out some dice, dude. Oh, and also with salvo. um speaking of the SSD gunnery teams allows it to attack three times out of one hull zone. Don't talk to me about that. That's completely ridiculous. So you do two attacks against two different ships and then flat. Good luck. Alright, time to talk about my favorite weapons team. Really? One of, the, experts. one of the most valuable weapons teams. This is... This is too this good. Card is, it's too good. It, it's just... Yeah, it's too cheap. If you think about it compared to Kaken, right? It's two it's points cheaper. Unbelievably effective. I think this it, is you one can of those use it cards, twice. Yeah, I think this is one of those cards that might get changed. I would be surprised if this wasn't at least six points uh, when they rebound. I don't even mean points-wise. I mean with the new um, design space be an of the cards. Like, it'll be an exhaust and then untap, and then you can use it one more time. Or it could be like a spend your uh, concentrate fire token or something to get it back. Yeah, something like that. Like, if you tap it's it, it's so your... good. It's it, especially it's... on raiders for their flak unbelievable it's incredible how much damage a raider can do with ordnance experts to a, to a small fleet of squadrons it's unbelievable it's unbelievable in the fact that for four points you can reroll on both shots compared to Kaken, which only lets you reroll once per shot once per turn right mm -hmm. uh you know if you compare it even across to other cards like freaking um hold on i'm gonna pull up one here real quick 
So like if we take, oh my gosh, come here you. Um, I want an ion cannon. Like leading shots costs a dice to reroll. That's one of the, the, dice. the most efficient die, the blue right. die. It's the same cost, four points, right? Okay. Remove a die. Both cost die four pool. points. You have to remove a die to get the reroll every single time you use it. What do it. you remove? A hit, a crit, or an accuracy? Awful. Right. It's the only time decision. it feels good is when you also have, like, you have enough accuracies already to do what you want to do. And you right? have, like, six red die you want to reroll. Right. So it's like, compared to leading shots, it's just like, oh, this is just a better version of leading shots. And yes, it's only for black dice. Like, that's the restriction on it. But you just put it on a ship with lots of black dice and you don't care about that, that restriction at all. Yeah, exactly. Like, like trying to, to find the balance in my head, it's like, yeah, but, you know, you can only shoot so many times out of a black arc and get some effectiveness from it. So this is kind of increasing that effectiveness. But I don't know. It, it, it seems so incredibly good for black dice ships. It should just be on all black dice ships. It's cheap enough to be on small black dice ships. It's also exactly. still good enough to be the best card for large black dice ships. Like, there's no option when you're bringing a ship that shoots more than one black die out of a single arc like why don't you have this on your ship i've only ever run a list that didn't have this on a small base black dice ship once and i think it was the game we just played and i replaced this with the um raider the one that had a uh, darth vader in the ordinance expert slot yeah the, the boarding team vader that's what it's called and I don't know if that was the right decision. The boarding team's Vader seemed like it did a lot. I think some games boarding it... team's Vader killed the MC-30. Yeah, but like, you don't always get that kind of decision of saying, oh, this card has such, this ship has such a good card that I can, taking it away, I'll be able to reduce its effectiveness by like however many percent. But Ordnance Experts is always good. Always. If you have more than one black die. If you have one black die, Ordnance Experts is good. No, I mean, like, on, like, I think there's a Starhawk with only one black die out of the front. I'd still put it on like, there. No. In all of those scenarios, yes. Good card. Pretty good card. Um, so well, you want to talk about some upcoming stuff? Yeah, let's go on to the next segment. All right, so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the changes that were kind of teased um, at the in-flight report, I believe. Yeah, this, it was the about... most recent in-flight report, report that FFG did with all the Clone Wars cards and yeah, the changes and, and the upgrade cards. Yeah, a card pack coming out, um, which will show off some of the changes they're making to iconography, changes to points on some cards, changes to maybe the way that some cards uh, function. Mm -hmm. um, also limiting aces um, is kind of a big change. And, and they said there's some other stuff in that fact that's coming, but uh, we do know some stuff. So I wanted to talk about the stuff that we know and maybe we can speculate about some other changes. Uh, so for example, uh, Leia Organa was given as a card that's getting a points change, which Leia is a commander that when a friendly ship 
re resolves a command by spending a command dial. If it has not resolved another command this round, it may resolve that command as if it had also spent a matching token. If it does, that ship cannot resolve additional commands this round. So basically what this is saying is, uh, this is Ramus Antilles for all of your ships. Every ship, every time it spends its normal command dial, it gets the token effect in addition. Leia was 38 points, uh, which too, makes her one of the most... Much. One of the most expensive points? commanders in the games, yeah. I think they overestimated how good the effect was or something. Almost 40 points, dude. That's incredible. Right, it's Akbar cost. God. Yeah, so 10-point uh, reduction to 28 makes her something that might actually see play. Um, I don't know if, if I'll fly her. Um, She's obviously running... better for a fleet of small ships, right? Obviously, yep, because more commands, more tokens, more all of that. Yep. I think they might have been uh, pricing her similar to like Tarkin, where Tarkin like gives out tokens. Tarkin better also see a command or a cost reduction along with Honestly, Karm. Too expensive. Yep. Yeah, it's hard to justify a commander more than thirty-ish points unless they have a significant impact, like a really significant impact. Yeah, but like, a lot of times rebels I, rebels just take Dodonna because he's, he's twenty points. Yep, Same and his for, effect I think is still better than Leia's. Yeah, like like if someone's running Leia, it's like, well, why aren't you just running like Dodonna? It's like so good. Like like Leia kind of does what you talk about, which is like run at speed two with a nav token, and your speed is a mystery. Leia is fly around the board, and your speed is a mystery. Because yeah. you can always reveal a nav command that lets you change by two amount, you know? Yeah, which it's is good. really it's... difficult. And it's very good for uh, the person who has that effect for positioning. Because then you can measure the opponent's ship, figure out where the bad range is, and just not be there. Right. But I don't know if that's good enough. Because then you can also just be like, okay, turn one, bank a nav token. There we go. Right. Same effect. Yes, but she also gives, well, when I concentrate fire, I also get a reroll. You know, when I repair, I also get an extra engineering points. You know, when I score, like the squadron effect, I think is like minimal, but like, yeah, it, it it's just a, it's just, I don't think it's a strong enough effect to take the opportunity cost of another commander, which might do more for you. Yeah, but I think who knows? I could be wrong. And in a year, the Leia meta is taken over. Yeah. 38 points is obviously way too much. But twenty-eight. I mean, maybe, maybe that's really good. Yep. I don't know though. I don't think her effect is super inspiring. Like, w would you right. be able to think up a list that could use Leia in it? Leia takes a list that has no personality and makes it a little bit better. <laughs> that sounds very sad. Right. It's just like. Well, if I'm flying a bunch of MSU rebels, like I have a bunch of evade tokens, why am I not taking Mon Mothma to make my evades disgusting, right? Yeah. And then like... take force, put like foresight Mon Mothma and be like fly around like an untouchable god. Like Leia just inspires me to play like other lists, like or other commanders. Yeah, that I don't that know really like... kills her for me because whenever I'm I'm like looking at her, I'm like, yeah, I'll have like. MSU and they'll all be like more powerful than they are normally which is why I like to run Thrawn it's like kind yeah. of unexpected but then you're like yeah but just run this other commander and it's just much better 
Right. Leia is a is a weaker version of Thrawn. Is she a four point weaker version of Thrawn? And like she balances out with him? I don't think Maybe. so. Maybe. No. But he gives you three turns of double command dials, and she gives you six turns of one point two five times command dials. Hmm. Maybe you can have so many more ships, that's good. Yeah, maybe. Oh, but maybe she would be really good with the new kinds of cards that are coming out. The ones that, that eat up command tokens. Right, and you just have so many command tokens with Leia that it actually becomes insane. No, that's not that's not how Leia works. I'm, I'm reading it as if it spent a matching command token. So you don't even it doesn't get, actually get... It doesn't actually give you a command token. Never okay. mind. I'm trying to well, make Leia work, and it's not its not really coming out in my head. I don't have the inspiration either. So Thrawn has got some iconography changes. Uh, choose command dials for this card after deploying fleets, and it has a symbol showing three command dials on the side. And then it just says at the start of each ship phase, you may reveal and discard one dial from this card. If you do until the end of the round, each friendly ship gets that additional dial's effect for 32 points. No, no, uh, gains so... one additional dial matching that dial. All right, all right. All Which right. is much better than the way you phrased it. So this is just a rephrasing of the card to show an example of how they're going to change the way that cards are phrased to be simpler and use consistent iconography to explain what they're doing. I like this because it um, it highlights the way that some of the other cards are going to play out. Like I think the T-Series Tactical Droid had yeah. um, this same symbol that has um, that basically rep represents a command dial. But as it's um, the in the red bar as a cost, and I was having trouble determining whether that meant command dial or any of one of the four command tokens, because a lot of the right. costs that we've seen on those cards have been command tokens. But I like that Grand Admiral Thrawn really hits home that no, this symbol is command dial, and I like that they no. didn't change Thrawn's cost. Another one is TRC, Turbo Laser Reroute Circuits. Uh, it used to say, while attacking, you may exhaust this card and spend a Evade Defense Token to change one red die to a face with a crit or two hits. Well, that's uh, actually the, um, the updated one. The, the old, the original version of TRC didn't have didn't exhaust have the on exhaust, it. Right. Which there was, now an old, it, there was an old meta where you could just run uh, CR90s and just double arc and TRC every single time with with each arc and it was nasty stupid um now there's just a symbol showing the refresh that it gets exhausted and comes back for free next turn yeah and, and uh, some of the other um cards will have just like i guess like one 90 degree arrow instead of two like trc has and uh, so it's so a one-time use it taps and then you have to pay the cost to untap it for um for example i think honda will be one with one arrow and no way to untap him Right. Yeah. Um, well, or Hondo, maybe is, Hondo is like a discard, so maybe there might be a different symbol for discard. Maybe. Um, and then XI7s. So XI7 has had a storied history of originally being completely neutered by advanced projectors. Um, they used to say while attacking, if a if a uh, if a defender spends a redirect token. Um, it cannot spend. It cannot suffer more than one damage on hull zones, other than defending hull zone. Um, I don't believe that's the original text of the card because it used to be that advanced projectors would still let you put the damage on whatever hull zone you wanted, mm -hmm. um, and then they FAQ'd it to where XI7s cannot override advanced projectors can, 
and you can only still only redirect one damage even with advanced projectors which basically deleted that defensive upgrade from the game yeah i don't think it was ever played again in any kind just of list. the threat of a ship with excite I, I remember specifically having a game where i had a lando advanced projectors admonition mc30 just get deleted in one shot from a ship with xi7s it was a star destroyer and i was like why do i bring this card yeah. <laughs> why do i bring advanced projectors because like you would think okay advanced projectors on an mc30 insane because i've got like 12 shields does it really have that many shields on an mc30 yeah, I think it's four three three two. No way, is that right? I think so. Let me see. What Either way, is. it's disgusting, you know, putting it on an MC eighty. Uh, it's it's three 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 two. So eleven shields. Um, that's, yeah, that's still a lot of fucking shields. Yeah, MC eighties love it. MC thirties love it. MC Any big ship. Love Any big it. ship loves it. But. Just the threat of a single ship with XI-7s coming into the tournament that you're going to and completely nullifying your defensive upgrade meant that ECM was the only defensive upgrade that anyone took. Advanced like, why why would you take anything else? Uh, at least until early warning system came out and reinforced blast doors came out to try to address that fact. I believe that they literally invented those cards because they accidentally deleted advanced projectors from the game and they didn't want everyone to only run ECM and voila, reinforced blast doors and early warning system. But now it says while defect attacking, if the defender spends a redirect token, it cannot suffer more than one damage on each hull zone other than the defending hull zone when it resolves the redirect, redirect defense effect. So basically this means advanced projectors kind of works, but not all the way. So it's like a 50-50 split of how it used to be. Yeah. Which means I believe advanced projectors is going to exist in the game, which is cool because I really like that card. Yeah. And I, I've actually started running advanced projectors on uh, my Architons. I feel like it makes them a lot more survivable than they normally are. Because they don't have brace. Because they don't have brace. And especially with this XI7 change, which also all of these changes have not come out yet in an FAQ. And if you play against certain people and you say, hey, have you heard about this change? It allows me to use advanced projectors. And they say, well, that rule isn't out. So you can't do that. Oh, you can't. You can't, you can't play with that rule. <laughs> Not until the fact comes out, is what I heard. Yep. Which will also have probably a bunch of other rules changes and errata to it. Such as a limitation on the number of aces with defense tokens. I'm really excited for this. So I really I believe... like when, when Armada in the 400 points range makes you have like hard decisions when it comes to yeah. list building. I like so that. This... Playing 400 points, you can't Take everything. So the hard decision that they're forcing us to make now is you can only have, basically, you can have four aces with defense tokens in a 400-point list. You can have two in a 200-point list, six in a 600-point list, etc. One ace with defense tokens per 100 points in the format. So, like, things like um, limited squadrons without defense tokens do not count toward this number 
if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's only squadrons with defense tokens that are affected by this. All the, the unique other kinds like Saber Squadron, uh, Rogue Squadron, you can take those as well. I love this change. I honestly think this is one of the better changes. Not only for the people who are like really annoyed by um, defense token aces, which can be really annoying to play against, but also I like seeing other ships on the table, like Rogue Squadron, Green Squadron. Now you have a reason to take them because you've already filled up your quota of defense aces. token aces. Yeah, It's the best change they've made probably since they reduced the number of flotillas you can have. Yeah, I agree. It's a, a lot of a lot more reduction and restrictions is is always good, especially when it comes to to making these kinds of hard decisions. Yeah, it's it's going to mean that like a, a ace list that just charges at you isn't like the biggest most important threat on the board i like it, it because it be. just means that like a big sloan ball of sloan interceptors and you've got eight aces that's not indestructible anymore right because you, that would come at you and i mean it, it would take four turns to to kill any one of the aces right now you just have to deal with maybe the rest of them the non-unique ones you can get some points Right. Instead of none. Flak got buffed, essentially. Yeah, I think they've been trying to do that a lot, and I think this is the best change for Flak. Right. It's like now when I'm flacking, I'm not worried about it. all the incoming damage to those aces being halved because there's just not as many of them. Or just scattered entirely. <laughs> like how yeah. it was obnoxious. I was using my raider. You had two A-wings right next to it, and you're like, scatter, scatter. Take no damage. Yeah, basically do nothing to them. And then they next. just get recharged the next turn. you got to try it all over again. So unless you have multiple... Three shots. Th three shots, turn. you can do no damage to a scatter race. Yeah, I almost wish that tokens on squadrons did not refresh. That would be another way to address the aces. Yeah, I think I would have done like that or this. Not both, yeah. For not, sure. not both. I think I think them not refreshing and only having four would make them extremely weak. Yeah, for sure. But like, imagine like aces that have tokens that don't refresh, right? You can have as many as you want, uh, but throughout the battle, like they don't get to just scatter twice. You know, I don't th like th how that's aces it. have two defense tokens at all. Just one would have been fine, just right? One is, and like I like having brace and scatter, but maybe if you had to like pick one. Depending or some aces have a brace, some aces have a scatter. Yeah. Or some can choose either or. They're doing that a lot with cards now, is this or that. Right. I just yeah, like this change changes. because you, you can run a list without thinking about squadron balls. You don't have to take point defense reroute or ordinance pods, and you can still do something to them. Right. Instead of just being like, oh, he runs squadrons, I I have no squadrons, so he will just run unimpeded all over my list, and I can't do anything about it. I'm not even going to try and flack because 
it will take 18 shots to kill one of these aces, and I've got two ships that can flak. So good luck to me. All right. So what are you flying next time? Hmm. I don't know. I think I might run the conspiracy ISDs again, but okay. I was I was thinking about this aces restriction and trying to come up with like a Sloan list. And I think that this also opens up opportunities to use some of the newer cards that have come out but haven't really made a showing. Because mm. whenever I've like made um or tried making a Sloan list, it has a lot of non-unique squadrons with swarm and so it made me think of um what was it uh rapid launch bays not rapid launch bays what is it called reserve hangar decks oh where the tie fighter comes back to life where the tie fighter comes back to life and having like an ISD, a Quasar, and a Gazanti. Maybe each of them has one. You run out the three or four um, neutral interceptors, the non-uniques. They die and then come back to life with two health. Yeah. Maybe the Quasar has um, ruthless strategists. And so you're just blowing up all of your, your non-unique... Uh, interceptor squadrons and then they just come back to life i mean i mean they only come back to life once but that's pretty significant you can do three damage especially if you have a red dice uh anti-squadron on your quasar so i was thinking about that i don't know if i i don't know if i have it while i'm locked down but i'm thinking about doing a kind of sloan list i don't know i, I have a, a weird opinion about sloan i, I don't think it's I think it's very strong in some circumstances, but in other circumstances, it, it really can only get you like about even as far as scoring lies. It either smashes really, really hard, or you just come out with a tie. Yeah. Sloan can definitely smash really hard. I don't think it does it often enough, though, to make it worth it. I'll have to think of something. I'm gonna try and try and run a Sloan, but next time I'll probably lean on the conspiracy ISDs. I really like that list. Yeah. Uh, what What about what about the list we just played? What What would you change to your Liberty on Ice list to make it more effective? I think one of the things we talked about was putting gunnery teams on it. Yeah. So I I might do a um, spinal leading shots gunnery teams. Instead. Would you use the uh, quad turbo laser cannons again, or would you replace that with something else? I would probably replace it. Because I I really whenever That's I run a the Simon, it's always spinal and XI sevens. Right. It's so good. And I might do the one extra red dice liberty over the one extra blue dice liberty if the I battle cruiser. Yeah, I just with gunnery you want to shoot more things more often in red dice range, and that's how I feel about it. I think with my um, list, I had um, 
Hand of Justice on one of the Architons. Because uh, Hand of Justice, you when you activate that ship, you can um, ready a defense token on another friendly ship. It sounds like it would be good. But I don't think it is at all. Damn. Like when I'm running it, I'm like thinking, should I use this? Can I use this? Most of the time it's no. And like when you can, it's like you're ready a redirect, which you only have so many shields unless you have some way to recover shields. And on small ships, that answer is no. And so I'm thinking of just changing, like the only change I would make is replacing that with um, the impetuous title for the raider, which gives you an extra shot at a, a squadron while you're flacking, and I think that would be very good. Yeah. Could be. I'm thinking of doing Sato next time we play. Sato. Sato, I really like Sato. He's just a fun commander. It, it always, makes you want to build like, a whenever, list around him. Whenever someone has flown a Sato list against me, I'm always like, I'd like to play that. It seems fun. Rolling yeah. like black dice at long range just because you got some squadrons scrumming up yeah, with and, them. And I'm going to try to bring Salvation so that those crits turn to double hits so it's three hits per dice that rolls that face. Does it work like that? Yep. It's it's not only restricted to red die? Nope. No way. I think you're lying. Yep. Show me you, can, you, you can actually... So salvation, right? Let's say you put uh, slave turrets or spinals on salvation, right? Mm-hmm. So you start with three red die, add another for spinal. Mm-hmm. You have concentrate fire, obviously ready. Yeah, but you don't roll that yet. You roll your four red die, then you sato or you sato two of the reds into blacks, right? Mm-hmm. So you're rolling two red, two red, two, red, two, two black. black. Right. I mean that's a gladiator shot right there. And you concentrate in another black. Mm-hmm. Each of those black die gets a crit hit, and each of those reds gets a double hit. How much damage is that? Yeah. It's 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 damage at red range. Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah. Or, or so, how, do, how do we build the most nasty Nebulon ever? You, you, you would put, take the you um, put support refit, right? It. The support it's refit, the Nebulon, one. yeah, Salvation, Spinal, and then with Intel, Intel officer. officer. Or you do um, Ramus Antilles for the red, the reroll. Because oh, when the, you concentrate, he gives you a reroll. Yeah. Well, well, you've got you've got two commands, so you can bank like a nav and a concentrate by turn two, and and you're probably shooting on turn two anyway. So. Yeah, I, I mean, it's. I don't it's, like Ramus Antilles very much. I don't think I would run him if I was playing Rebels. Like, is Ramus better than Intel Officer with that setup? They're both the same cost, right? I would take Intel uh, Officer every time. At long range, and then you get another shot next round. Yeah. Yeah. Intel Officer's good. Ramus, also good, though. Ramus I think Ramus is good. better with less dice being shot. Yeah. Like on a like if you if I'm not like putting spinals and all that shit into it, but like if I re-roll a black die with Ramus, like that could be going from zero damage on that die to three. Yeah. Because I mean, I I was running against your salvation earlier. It had um, 
TRC, right? TRC, yep. I did not like that at all. That was awful to get hit by that. Do you think TRC is better than Spinal? With Sato? I don't know. That's a hard decision. Because, like, TRC obviously guarantees can you a double hit. TR you can only TRC a red dice, right? Yeah, it, it, it doesn't work on, on blacks. That would be obscene. But I could still fix one of the blank reds, which obviously I'm going to roll a blank red, into a double. Mm -hmm. so that's guaranteeing a double and then i'm also rolling a red and three more blacks yeah the only problem with that is you don't have any way to re-roll the blacks that's true i don't but, but i'm still at long range doing <laughs> at long range doing that what kind of squadrons do you run with sato would you run just rogues like a whole like like ketsu lando what does, uh, what does Sato work against? Like, what, what what does he do? Well, you want squadrons. Some, Friendly I mean, like squadron. A squ so yeah, you yeah. you you would run Ketsu Dash. Something with grit. Lando, Lando's really good. He's got to be in there. And then, who else? Shara, I guess. Like like if you're working with the Aces restrictions, you run those ones, right? Ketsu Dash, Lando, Shara. Don't you want intel with Sato? Really bad? I guess you do, but do you need... Um, what? What is intel? It's Jan, right? Jan or Jan, yep. What do you cut from that? Do you, cut, you cut Ketsu, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Ketsu's out. You got Dash, Lando, Shara, and Jan. I don't know if I bring Lando, actually. Really? Why? Oh, he's, he's only speed three. That's why. I would rather bring something, maybe like Hera. Oh, because Hera really gives expensive. two more ships rogue. Oh, so you can give Shar and Jan rogue. Yeah. What else do you take with that setup? Just like... YT-2400s. YT-2400s, yeah. Just load up on those. You can take two. Two YT-2400s and then... Green well, squadron. I want to sit in like 80 points of squadrons. Really? You don't want to max out? No, if you max out, you don't have enough ships that are getting to reroll their dice into blacks. So you want to be at 80... I mean, 88 is just those four aces. Hera's 30 points, basically. 28, but close enough. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. I don't like that salvation rolling black die. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have some fun, I think. If it can do its thing. What other ships does Sato want? Because if, if I was running Sato, I would want like a bunch of hammerheads. The scouts. Hammerhead scouts. With two red cool. dice out of the front, you mean? Yeah. Is it two red out of the front for the scout? Two red and a blue. Yeah, and then it's two black. No. The scout doesn't have any black. No, but it does with Sato. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You replace me with Sato. See? It seems so well, cool. You can put... Mm. What about you, an MC-30 scout? It has two reds out of the side, and it can equip ordnance experts. MC-30 scout? Two red out of the side with... Okay, so you're rolling two red, change them to black. 
re-roll at long range. Concentrate a third red. And their APT, and they and they trigger APT. And APT, which is fucking gnarly. I could also do. Okay, 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 okay. Think about this. Think about this. <clears throat> Let's see. We want ordnance experts, obviously. Obviously. We want extra red dice out of the side for enhanced armament. Can they take turbo laser? Now, now listen to me here. Yeah. If you put spinal armaments on the MC30, you get two red out the front that you can change to black. Ah, yes. Which means you have two red out the front, two red out the side. So you're rolling uh, two red at any hole zone at long. Two range. black at any range. Yeah, two but black. But also, also, if you get into close range, you can change those two reds to black as well and roll four black out the front. Yep. That seems pretty good. Wait, wait, and wait, then you wait. have to put foresight on it because you're at long range with this guy. Yeah. So it was like foresight spinal ordinance. Would you put uh, advanced projectors on this? No. No? I guess well, foresight is your defense, I think. Uh, I guess that's overkill. Do you what put about? intel officer on it? No. No, because you have intel on the, on the nebulon, so you shoot with the nebulon first. It's going at speed one, so it's not got too many decisions on where to go. But what what do you put on the MC thirty? Like mean? as as far as officer goes, Lando. I don't know if you put one. Just leave a blank. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Run it a little bit. I mean, you run it light and run multiple, right? Um, you know what's crazy is Sato works on Salvo, so I think in a Salvo in a Sato list, I also want to ship that Salvo spooky spooky. Salvo spooky spooky. What ship yeah, would that be? Because we're at we're at like two ninety right now, two eighty nine, with the else? with the Nebulon, the MC thirty, and then your rogues. I mean, an assault frigate has a pretty spooky salvo. It's got wait, Sato does not work on salvo. Yes, it does. I'm thinking of just running two assault frigate Mark A's no with way. local That's fire crazy. control and Sato. <laughs> Okay, so local fire control. With the list we just made, you're you're pretty much getting there. Wait. Would Paragon be pretty fucking gnarly for the assault yes. frigate? Oh my yes. god. It would. Yes it would, dude. Paragon and let's say spinal again. Imagine Okay, like, so... Paragon and Spinal. Spinal does not impact Salvo, right? It does not, no. It's it's the printed uh, attack die. Okay. But so we're just imagine, talking about... Though, like, you're trying to go for the dirty double arc on the Paragon. Right, so you're getting three reds, which two will be black, and then three more reds and two will be black. And then, like, but you're going after they've, like... Let's say someone shoots at you and you salvo them. That counts as attacking a ship, right? So then when you double oh, no, arc, you get a black not. on both shots. Oh, no. So you yes. want to go with this one last. Yes. Wait, speaking of... Oh, Bail Organa doesn't work like that. Right, he doesn't He doesn't wait for last, right? He, he's first. Bail? Yeah, I was thinking of, of Bail being similar to that, that other chick. 
in uh yeah but Empire. he does give you a like if you have activation advantage he does give you one last first throughout the game which could be good put major durlin on one of them then i add in okay which by the way my list made... the one, one without the title made... uh what do you mean they all have titles Oh no, I'm uh, I'm talking about the um the list we've got right now with the nebula and the scout frigate and the assault. Delete frigate. the scout frigate. Delete the scout frigate. We're going okay. double assault frigate. Double assault frigate. Yeah, and then we add Yavaris. I mean salvation. You have to stop calling it Yavaris. You're confusing me. Spinal. Durlin. Oh, I don't and, like this at all. This are we putting looks... Intel on the Nebulon? Intel Officer Spinal Salvation. Was that the plan? Yeah, until Officer Spinal Salvation. So and then you've got two Assault Frigates with Local Fire Control and Spinal. One with Paragon, one with Major Durlin. Uh, we're getting Dash, we're getting... And you've got Hera, Shara Bay, Jamalors. Would you? I, don't, I wouldn't really run Hera. She's so expensive. Alright, so Dash, Janors for sure. Shara Yeah, because you need that intel. Shara Bay, obviously. Um, maybe something to protect Janors, like an Rogue Squadron. Yeah, because like Hera, you could you have Hera, which obviously gets Jan and Shara Rogue, but you don't really need them to attack. No, but you need them to be able to activate without being pushed, right? I mean, they'll activate at the end of the squadron phase. You're not going to be activating these with with squadron commands. I guess that's true. So it would be better to just have two more squadrons in replacement of uh, Hera. Just, just like spread a wide net out there. Yeah. So. I don't know. I like the other list where you had the MC30 in there. I thought that was gnarly. With the ordnance experts. Yeah, I just think that with um sato like i'm trying to keep my ships not that close and if yeah. i am getting close why am i running sato you know i guess that makes sense but like lando is just better than Hera, right for sure for sure yeah he's just better i mean yeah he's he only goes three but so does Hera. He's got Grit Rogue also. Okay, we'll put a, a Lando in there. Save some God, points. God, so many points. No, fuck Lando, dude. Uh, let's just <laughs> He's put cheaper in... than Hera. What are you talking about? No, take away Hera, too. So I got two YTs. Just two generic YTs? I don't even know. I need to think about the squadron some more. So let's just leave like 80 points for squadrons. Which means I'll add a transport with like Bright Hope and Comsnet. All right, so then I have 296 points for this list. Bright Hope and Comsnet. Oh, I need to add the commander, which I'll put on the Major Durlin one. I oh, think. would you, would you want Leia on on that? Obviously, because you got two assault frigates, Command Three. Well, I'm just concentrating. Are oh, you just concentrating every round? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I have 328 points now, which means 70 points for squadrons. And I probably want Shara. 
probably want. Yeah, I kind of like this better as well, because like, even if you don't get the Sato, you're still local fire controlling with red dice at long range. That's yeah. still pretty nasty. Yeah. Anyway, this is kind of the plan for the next game. Something like this. Mm. Seems cool. Seems cool. Yeah. Fun, fun for everyone. All right. Well, I think that's a good show. Yeah. Do you want to say, like, if anyone has any, like, maybe we could do, like, a list review if people, like, want to post some some lists to us? Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, yeah. We'll I'll, dissect advice. The, I'll dissect a list for sure. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people posting on, like, on the Facebook page and in Reddit. Yeah, Some for sure. Ter terrible, terrible lists. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll uh, back alley doctor your lists. We'll make them better. True. All right, I'm heading out. All right, that's it for today. See ya.